Our lesson today comes from the prophet Isaiah, who's writing from um, who's writing from exile, being called by God to to be a prophet for his time. Saying, comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak compassionately to Jerusalem and proclaim to her that her compulsory service has ended, that her penalty has been paid, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice is crying out, clear the Lord's way in the desert. Make a level highway in the wilderness for our God. Every valley will be raised up. Every mountain and hill will be flattened. Uneven ground will become level and rough terrain a valley plain. The Lord's glory will appear and all humanity will see it together. The Lord's mouth has commanded it. A voice was saying, call out. Another said, what should I call out? All flesh is grass, all its loyalty is like the flowers of the field. The grass dries up and the flower withers when the Lord's breath blows on it. Surely the people are grass. The grass dries up and the flower withers, but our God's word will exist forever. Go up on a high mountain, messenger Zion. Raise your voice and shout, messenger Jerusalem. Raise it, don't be afraid. Say to the cities of Judah, here is your God. Here is the Lord God coming with strength, with a triumphant arm, bringing his reward with him and his payment before him. Like a shepherd, God will tend the flock. He will gather lambs in his arms and lift them onto his lap. He will gently guide the nursing ewes. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Pray with me. God, your word has come to us through the ages. It's been maintained by your people of faith. And let it settle in our hearts that we may take it and live accordingly. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Oh, this is, this is Advent. The colors change. The music changes. You getting ready? It seems 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 it was just Halloween, and pumpkins are out on the sidewalk, and then Thanksgiving—that's gone already. Advent, the beginning of the church's story, and if you don't have yet one of those blue Advent books, pick one up. The, the, lesson, the, the devotion read by Joyce Davis for today's, t- t- today is artful. It, it's, worth the whole, it's worth the whole book being published. And we've got 29 more to go. So enjoy and take, take them for your neighbors. Uh, 
but use it. Our church has written this. Well, as we enter the Advent season, it's appropriate for us to hear hear the, the voices that have been a part of God's fundamental work in history. And today, this first Sunday of Advent, we hear the voices of the prophets. In particular, the voice of the prophets Isaiah. Scholars believe that Isaiah was a multi-generational writing. The first 39 chapters were written before uh, the exile in Babylon, and the next 16 written during uh, that exile, including the one that we read, the first of those chapters. And then the last 11 chapters of this long um, uh, prophecy our shorter uh, writings, a compilation of those. Our reading today comes from the second voice, and it's God's call to the prophet to be a messenger to God's people. As the, as the people languished in exile, did they hope for a return to their sacred land? Did they instead find order in their new home? In Ezra 1, chapter 1, we, we learned that those who returned to Jerusalem were sent to rebuild the temple. That was hard work. So many remained in Babylonia as they thrived in their new home and sent treasures and gifts with those who were returning. It seems people have always been hoping to be a part of a society that is wise, kind, and sustaining. Israel had, got, had created a God-centered society. The prophets monitored and advised. Micah said it should be marked by justice, mercy, and humility. We've always struggled with that. The world's history has given us examples of societies that are not. Our own nation has historically and continually struggled with justice and mercy with its slavery, genocide, racism, discrimination, elitism, extreme levels of incarceration, homelessness, poverty, and violence, both personal and mass, almost daily now. They scream loudly for repentance. I fear we've, we've substituted a value of greed for humility, considering the Earth's resources a property of those with the most money. We're rapidly making our own planet, even our own nation, unsustainable. Our water is overused, our diet excessive. Our living style, if adopted by the world, would quickly deplete the Earth's resources and destroy the environment. Rather than humbly work to care for God's creation and make it sustainable for every creature, our elite spend their billions and eventually trillions in space flight to find another habitable planet when this one is not. Do they hope for something wiser, more just, merciful, humbly? Do we not hope? Though extreme, this is not unique in time. 
Israel had its own religion, its own faith in God that had sustained it for centuries. They created a kingdom maintained by faith, literature, and of history, prophets, and kings. It was bothered by its own practice of elitism. Its nation had divided and now was conquered and living in exile. The prophet Isaiah is called, according to verses 1 and 2 of this passage, to comfort God's people in exile with a message of hope. That God of justice and mercy had ended the punishment for their sins now forgiven. In verses 3 to 5, the prophet is called to clear the way for God's glory to reappear, to, to make the highway straight and level. Their nation will be renewed. Verses 6 to 8, the prophet is to call out to remind the people of their humble position before God, that, that God's word is eternal and God's power will renew the people, but they are like grass that withers God's breath. Without God, they cannot survive. Nothing is sustainable without God. And then verses 9 to 12, call the prophet to conscript the people to, to praise God, to, to prepare for God's coming. God will be their shepherd, leading and protecting them, and they will go build the temple. This is indeed a positive and hopeful message for the people in exile, but, but is the hope real? The prophet's message functioned to maintain the people, uh, people's identity as a nation of a sovereign and powerful God, the source and sustainer of life, the moral and spiritual foundation, even when defeated and in exile, away from their spiritual center. If they had lost hope, if they had not heard this message from God, there may not have been a people to return. There may not have been a people to worship. And this story of justice and mercy, of love and forgiveness, may have been lost to history or been brought to us by a different people in a different language. Instead, the prophets heard and heeded God's call, even in those times of defeat and despair and death. They spoke a message people believed came from God, and they followed the message. When the opportunity came, they did return on level highways from exile, reclaimed their spiritual center, and rebuilt their temple. They could have stayed in Babylon, Save the long trip back and the arduous task of rebuilding the temple. They did not stay. They followed God's call. They did the work. This did happen. And I credit the prophets who were listening to God and spoke persuasively. But is this still a message we can trust? God's people were given another opportunity. In many ways, the time of Jesus was not much different than the time of the prophets. Despite the reasons learned in the exodus from Egypt and the 
rescue from Babylon and the constancy of God's power and love, justice, and mercy, people turned their hearts from God. They were ruled by a religious elite, governed by a foreign empire, and were not always kind to their own people, many of whom were, were excluded and, and oppressed. So would God act again? Would God call the prophets again? Were people's hopes well-founded when they prayed for a leader in the line of David who would unite them and occasion God's forgiveness? Indeed, God did act. And once again, God delivered word to Zechariah to announce the birth of son John, a prophet who would call for a change of heart and prepare for a return to the spiritual center. And he, he would even reclaim some of the same words used by Isaiah. But this time, God's word would be meant not only for Israel, but for the entire world. And this time, God would come in the person of Son Jesus to embody God in spirit and flesh. And God did act. And the prophecy was valid. Mercy was offered to Jews and Gentiles alike, and, and though it resulted in his death, Jesus rose from the dead. God did not change from the time of Isaiah to John or to us. God's justice and mercy and power spoken about by the prophets did not change, and it is still offered the way taught and demonstrated by Jesus is still the only wise and sustainable way. And Christ's people are still being commissioned to prepare for this way. At first it was only Israel, and now, now it involves the whole worldwide church because this is a message for the world. I believe the prophet's message, true for their time, was also true for Jesus' time. And I believe the same message can be heard by us to be true for our time. God is a force in history, a saving force in history. So I humbly declare again the message spoken by the prophet's Take comfort, you people of God. Your sins have been forgiven. Prepare the way of God in this wilderness. For God's glory will appear and all humanity will see it together. Don't be proud, greedy, or fearful. Humans are but grass that withers, dries up, and dies. Go and shout for all the world to hear. Here is your God coming with strength and triumph. God will guide and protect. Be watchful. The time is at hand. When miracles happen, when sin is punished and forgiven, when, when people's lives are renewed and nations are rebuilt, but gather the families 
There is much work ahead of us to reestablish our spiritual center, rebuild a just and merciful, humble planetary community that is key to our sustainability. Many are already working, but it will require more. So share the message. Join the churches. We need followers of Christ's way of love in every home and every workplace, every study table, every marketplace to call for and prepare for God's glory to come.